Hello, welcome to Navigating Identity. Yes, you do hear correctly, I am back and we do have a new name. I just felt like this name was definitely more suited to what we were doing before and what we will continue doing over here on this podcast, which is to have conversations with normal everyday people to find out really what makes identity, what matters the most to them and what makes them who they are. And this first interview is with Ellis. Ellis is brilliant. She's a journalism student and she's absolutely just passionate. She is great and was such a pleasure to interview. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Just a trigger warning that we do talk about um, sexual assault briefly and we are dealing with heavy topics and conversations on this podcast always. But I hope you enjoy Thank you so much for like coming would you mind telling me sort of your like stats not like you know like name age where yeah. you're from so my full name is Ellis Elna Idris I'm 20 and I'm from Malaysia cool I have a friend just I have a friend from uh, Malaysia her name is um, Amelia and like, I hate it when people say that like as if you would know everyone that lives in Malaysia but like a, a moment of like connection it's like yeah I have a friend who's like that's so cool um no she's amazing um so this is like my first one so I'm trying to like get the the gist of it yeah. I'm not a really like um structured person because I feel like I'm a good enough listener to ask questions like in the process and hopefully yeah. that's fun <laughs> so um I don't know kind of like your concept or understanding of identity because it's quite like a big thing, but identity is something that um important to me because I think it's one of the ways that people like connect. Um, Michelle Obama, I'm a little bit of a fan. Michelle Obama says that like um, she, she talks about it as like storytelling. She says that like as we tell our stories, as we hear other people's stories, we like connect. And I'm not sure if you were Brene Brown. Brene's like the love of my life. I want Brene Brown to love me. She's like a therapist. And she talks about like vulnerability. And she says that like um, we have to like allow ourselves to like to be seen and um, allow people to see us as well. And I think that's part of storytelling and identity. So I just wanted to give you the opportunity uh, to do that. And I'm going to write something up about it. Um, it's going to help me as well. Uh-huh. Just get that, that writing <laughs> sorted uh but also hopefully I'm, I'm hoping that there's people that are going to identify with it so I mean with you do you ever think about like identity like or is it just something that you just take with you like oh yeah of course I'm yeah. I mean honestly I don't really think of it constantly I feel like it's something I just build up over time and then at one point like I'll think on my past experiences and stuff and I'm like I'm so different to what I was before but I won't realize it like on a daily basis. It's just like after a long period of time, I'll be like, oh, I've definitely changed after this. That's that's amazing. I think for <laughs> a lot of people, I think for a lot of people, like that's kind of how it goes. Um, Identity is like um, in every, it's in like every single part of like every single day. Um, but for you, has there been a significant a moment or a thing that's really helped you figure out like your identity or is that still like a process honestly I would say like 
definitely moving because I've moved a few times. Like I moved to from Malaysia to Austria and then from Austria to Leeds. And I feel wow. like every time I moved countries, I've definitely changed so much because of the cultures and like just everything that I'm exposed to. It's also different and that plays a part in my identity. So like why the moving? Because a lot of people would struggle with like moving so that's like a big thing that you're able to move and be like fluid in that way well I went to an international school in Malaysia which is usually like an environment where students can kind of like fit in wherever they go because most of the people who go to those schools are expats or like people whose parents have jobs that require them to move a lot so you can basically like adapt anywhere you go and the reason why I went to that school was because my dad is a diplomat so he actually travels quite a lot and yeah that explains the moving. Cool and how is how is that with your dad being a diplomat does that kind of like factor into how you see yourself and how you see the world? I think it definitely does in the sense that like if he wasn't a diplomat I probably wouldn't have gone to to an international school and I think I don't like I obviously I can't speak for everyone but I think majority of the people who do go to international school or do travel a lot generally tend to be more open-minded and also they're exposed to a lot more cultures so like they're more welcoming and friendly because everyone's kind of in the same boat like everyone's used to traveling a lot and no one like everyone just wants to fit in you know because like they're not always there for such a long time and also they've just left all their friends and family from home so I would say like it has like I've been so lucky I think and privileged to be able to have that experience and I'm really happy about that. I'm curious um what do you consider like open-minded to be I feel like with the elections and the state of the world like that's a good conversation to have what do you consider someone who is open-minded to be honestly like thinking about my culture and the people from back home um who have like never left the country it's not that hard to be open-minded in comparison to them because my country is quite conservative and like that's not just because of the main religion that's in place which is like Islam I think like any country can be conservative no matter what religion is in place but I because it has such like a lot of people haven't really traveled or like aren't exposed to other cultures a lot of the people back home um they tend to criticize and judge other people really easily just because it's something that they're not used to like I, I'm a Malaysian myself, like I'm a full Malaysian, but I feel really uncomfortable sometimes walking around in Malaysia because like you don't really see that many people walking around in like shorts or singlets unless they're like foreigners. Get like really weird looks or like I would get cat catcalled or I would like be like people would talk about me in Malay thinking that I didn't understand it, like talking bad about me. Yeah. That's why I feel like it's really important for people to be exposed to other cultures because of course there's more than one way of living and just because there is it's not wrong yeah do you think that those experiences um for like practically being shamed do you think those experiences have, have affected how you see yourself like as a woman and how you see like your place in the world 
Um, I think when I was younger, definitely it made me feel really left out, especially because like I grew up in Malaysia for such a long time and like being shamed by my old locals kind of made me feel like I didn't really fit in and it wasn't really like didn't really feel like my home but like since I did go to international school and people were much more welcoming um I I had a home there so I think as a child it did kind of impact me but as I grew older it kind of made me stronger because like it kind of gave me a reason to be like oh I can do whatever I want and it should be okay no that that's really great and I think that like it's these things that we have like that we go through and experience whether big or small that affect us uh, internally in a way that we don't often realize I'm curious about your point in terms of like you know growing up in like a really conservative country do you think it's important for people to kind of figure out politically and like morally like where they stand um like who they identify with yeah I think it is really important because recently I feel like there's a very strong divide between the new generation and the old generation because like recently there's been a lot of girls and also guys coming out with stories about like sexual assault and all that and I've realized like like most of these posts are on Twitter and a lot of like the conservatives and like the older people would like comment what would ask like oh what were you wearing and stuff like and say like oh you were asking for it but then a lot of people like around my age or younger would say like that shouldn't even be a question like it doesn't matter what you wear or what gender you are like it just happens no matter what and I think it's really important for people to find what they agree with and what they don't because honestly like I think it really divides a country if you don't find out where you are and also when there's such conflicted opinions I think it's important to to agree with an opinion to kind of like to to make changes you know like it's not enough to be passive about it yeah I I agree what do you think um is kind of maybe the difference between the generation of what were you wearing and the generation of it doesn't matter what you wear what do you think is the different in like mindset and culture um I guess you could also say like you could also connect it with globalization because definitely in the past there haven't been that many foreigners or like people from other cultures in Malaysia so I would say like maybe the new generation have been more vocal about things like this because more people are coming from all over the world to Malaysia so there's definitely like other influences and other opinions coming in. I think the issue of like sexual assault and just like sexism and exploitation of women like that is something that is like a a global um issue Mm -hmm. I think that's something that we're seeing like wherever you are um whoever you are really whether there's an element of privilege you're still a woman (laughs) and there's still um you're still living in a system of patriarchy Uh, I mean like what are your thoughts on that and your thoughts on being a woman in 2020 but ultimately still living in a system of patriarchy and I know that you, like you're very intelligent and I know that this is something that you're probably really really aware of but I find that the more you're aware of it the more it like sucks <laughs> for like a better yeah. word so, yeah honestly like I it's just 
it's so complicated because it's like, of course, it's horrible and it's so horrible that it's gone on for such a long time and there's not that much progress done about it. But at the same time, it's like, it's so difficult because you can't change. You can try as much as you can, but like a lot of people will just stick to their opinions no matter what. And it's just really difficult. Like it won't work like that. And like, I don't know, it's just, it's like, it's so like, I'm I feel like as much as I want to be an activist about it it's so bad to the point that it's become normalized that I feel kind of like hopeless about it you know like even though it makes me really angry it's like I've reached the point where it's like but what can we really do about it you know and it really sucks that that's the reality of it yeah it's a lot of like um secondhand like trauma as well I think that like with activism when you you have to be handed be careful because sometimes we we do it in a way where we're almost like reliving the experiences of another person which is very very like traumatic yeah and I, I do agree to an extent like when I consider the patriarchy like I'm like well like same same as with racism like it's not just like black people are going to fix racism by themselves and it's yeah. not like women are going to fix you know like dismantle the systems of patriarchy by themselves it's more of like a collective effort but it's yeah. still day-to-day draining but I was just wondering what um right right now in your life in terms of the the things going on in the world like what matters the most to you Mm. what what change are you wanting to see honestly I would start with like my closest friends and family because if I can't change the opinions of the people closest to me the likeliness of me trying to change the opinions of people that I don't know very well is very low in my opinion. So I would start with that. And honestly, for me, it's just very important for me to surround myself with people who I personally think have like a good understanding of the issues that are happening happening right now and are supporting the right causes. Because I don't think, like, I think it's important for you to call out your friends or family if they have uh like a conflicted understanding of something or some or they think of something that is very problematic like just because it's your friend and family you shouldn't dismiss that and I think it's really important to like continue to educate everyone around you and even myself like I can't say that I know everything about everything you know like I would want my friends and family to educate me as well on that so I think it's just really important even if you don't know that much about anything to be open to it and to keep yourself informed. No, I think I think that's great. I think sometimes we can get overwhelmed when we think of like changing the whole world. I know I'm literally that person. Um, <laughs> when we think smaller, we, like you say, sometimes we feel helpless. But when we think smaller and who we can help influence, that's when we have like more power. Yeah. Um, when we think of the big world, like we feel powerless. Um, is there anyone who is maybe an activist or who maybe talks about certain issues um, that really kind of inspires you? Uh, I don't, I can't really say a name specifically because honestly there's been like so many activists coming out about so many things recently and there's so many views that I agree with, but I think it's really inspiring that like, 
a lot of sexual assault victims are coming up coming out about their stories and supporting other people who have gone through it because honestly it's quite a personal topic for me because I've been a victim of it as well so I think that's like the most important thing for me yeah and it was also like I'm sure you've heard of the Headingley Alley yeah I think that was such an important event especially with like the petition and now the security team on site I think it was so important that people did that and I actually went there earlier just to get some like just to get some videos and photos of the place because I also wanted to cover it for one of my assessments for my course and there was this guy who came up and you he was like walking past me and I was like videoing the um the graffiti that said like sexual assault hotspot and he was like that's not true and I just thought that was so like disgusting and off-putting because how can you say that when he probably wasn't even there yeah I think I think there's something innate I don't know I think I think humanity is very much lost at the moment but I think there is something that happens in someone to make them um deny someone else's experiences yeah I always like to consider how you know the way that people react to situations, um, especially when it comes to sexual assault, Black Lives Matter, all these things that are, are traumatic for other people is really a reflection of themselves and yeah. um, their inability to kind of like accept the world as, as it is and also change it. But I also think that was obviously coming from a point of privilege, like you're, you're a man, <laughs> you know, you can say that this didn't happen and uh, you can walk up and down this street and you'll be fine. You can yeah. go for a run at night and you'll be fine. Um, and that's why I think it's really important for like people, everyone, um, especially like women, to speak about their ex- own experiences and to share that in for a sense of like community and identity to mm-hmm. really know and understand that like your experiences are valid, they're real. And just yeah. giving validity to people's experiences, um, I think it's just so powerful and so important because as women, we're often not given that space to to say this happened to me and for people to say I'm really sorry that happened to you yeah. we're going to make sure that never happens again it's just not not a thing so. yeah in a way I feel like your personal identity is also in some way a shared identity because as you grow up and you gain experiences you relate to other people's experiences too so in a way other people's identity is also yours because what they do kind of shapes you and what they think also shapes you like I so I remember this quote where it was like um you leave a piece of yourself in everyone everywhere you go it was something like that it might not be the exact words but like I could relate to honestly like I feel like everyone I've met and every experience I've had with them has really shaped me no matter how like insignificant yeah and I think thank you by the way for being like so brave like open up I really appreciate that like you didn't have to so I um I appreciate that and I can see how much it means to you um to do that and I do agree like the point of I think the reason why people want an identity so bad is because um we're almost looking to identify yeah as beings and um I think the human experience can be quite lonely and yeah. I think with like COVID with the pandemic it just seems to get lonely and lonelier but like as as you find your identities within yourself you get a sense of community and sense of belonging mm-hmm. which can be quite freeing um in a world that's like lonely and loud and noisy um so 
I'm almost like finished I don't know if I have any like more questions yeah. I'm very chill like I'm a very chill person I just want to let the person speak but um if anything like what I'm not sure like from which angle I'm going to come with the article yet um but and I don't know if I'm going to turn these into like little podcasts either there's so many things I don't know uh <laughs> for LTV so that people can listen yeah um but like for you personally what is something that you hope that people will take away from from your story mm. I guess that it's really important to listen to other people's stories because I think I've mentioned it during the interview that like I've had experiences and I've seen people experience not being heard and I think the most important thing is to just listen to people even if you have like a pre like you have a you all, you've already built your opinion on something it's really important to just listen because at least you put in the effort to do that rather than to just dismiss something completely because I think that's also really important to someone's identity like to believe in something and to be listened about it yeah no lovely thank you so much and like for you personally like what's next for you <laughs> I mean we're in a global pandemic so I don't know if you could say that but like I know like next five years ten years like what are the things that you hope to accomplish and to do because you're doing a journalism degree right yeah why well, journalism actually sorry I didn't even ask why journalism that's <laughs> no that's fine um well honestly one of the most like appealing factors about it was that one of my goals is to travel the world and I feel like journalism is a career where you can easily do that especially when you're really established and I actually like I feel like I am really spontaneous and impulsive when it comes to decisions like I barely read about my course and about leads before I came here but honestly I have no regrets at all because it has become so much more than I expected and like I did not expect to like my course so much but I ended up loving it and it's just like I feel I feel like as I've been learning journalism I realized how important it is because in a way we become activists while we're writing as well because usually you'd want to cover the things that you believe and what you think is important and you want to be a voice for the public so I guess in the future, five years from now, hopefully, mm-hmm. I'll be able to write all about that. Yeah, amazing. You're like, five years from now, it's so hard to see yeah. COVID, my like, eyesight confused. I'm like, what will I do? <laughs> like, too many things to stress about. I'm like, I want to be young and I want to go for brunch. That's kind of like, I hope that's where I'll be in the next five years, going. Yeah brunch um but yeah that's honestly that's all <laughs> thank you so much for talking uh, to me and for opening up like I really appreciate that and I really appreciate your vulnerability um and I know that other people will too that's it that's our first podcast interview done thank you Alice for coming on we do appreciate your vulnerability and your openness and all those who have listened thank you so much for taking the time I hope that you found what you were looking for today as you listen to this podcast and hopefully tune in next time for our next interview